Hello and bienvenidos and welcome to How About a Story. I'm Isaura. Today's adventure comes from Puerto Rico. When I was younger, I would visit my grandparents there and for two months I was surrounded by family, nature and the haunting stories of the island's past. I had a fierce aunt who taught me that if you grab a lizard and are brave enough to rub its belly, it will fall asleep and then you can gently open its mouth and place it on your ear like an earring. <laughs> she also taught me how to sneak up on butterflies and ever so gently grasp its wings between your fingers. Of course, now I know that that is extremely harmful to the butterfly, but it was one of those magical moments that we shared. This story reminds me of those times, except for the witch and the well, enough bonchinchando. Let's go ahead and dive into Pura Belpri's World of Words. This is the story of Amapola. Along the road between the villages of Las Marias and Maricao, the land rises in a great rocky hill. Among the rocks are deep, dark caves, mysterious and terrible. Strange tales are told about the caves. Stories passed down from the time when the land belonged to the Indians. Long ago, in the far-off time, there lived in those parts an Indian girl called Amapola. She was very beautiful. Every young Indian wanted to marry her, but Amapola would look at none of them. She only had eyes for the land. Her loves were the trees of the forest, the flowers of the green meadows, and the animals that shared her world. When she was a little girl, her mother hung a small idol, a semi, on a string around Amapola's neck. It was supposed to protect her from evil spirits. As she grew up, Amapola was told about strange happenings in the forest behind her home. And she was warned above all about the forest witch who lured people to her cave. Those who followed her were never seen again. One day, when Amapola's mother was in the forest and her father was in the field, she went to gather some flowers. And as she moved about among the flowers, a beautiful butterfly flew out of the forest and fluttered over her head. She stopped to admire its colors and suddenly she wanted more than anything else in the world to hold the butterfly in her hand. She circled around, stretching out her arms every time the butterfly flew close. Once, it flew so near that its wings brushed the tips of her fingers. But no matter how hard she tried to catch it, the butterfly was always out of reach. This made Amapola all the more determined. The beautiful butterfly fluttered away, and after it went the girl. In and out among the trees it flew, and in and out went Amapola. On and on, higher and higher, into the forest they went. Then suddenly the butterfly disappeared. And just as suddenly, a wrinkled, shaggy-haired old woman stood before the girl. You have lost the butterfly. But do not grieve. Come. 
I'll take you to that mariposa and to many others far more beautiful. Come. And like under a spell, Amapola followed her up and up, deeper and deeper into the forest they went. Finally, they came to a great cave and the old woman led the way inside. It was dark as midnight. Amapola shut her eyes for a second and when she opened them, the old woman was gone. There was no butterflies. The cave was filled with strange rocks, large and small. Some were shaped like people, others like animals. Beads and necklaces were scattered on the floor. Curious scribblings and Indian faces were painted on the walls. In the center was a grotesque face, wrinkled, shaggy-haired, and old. It was the face of the old woman who had brought her to the cave. Suddenly, Amapola remembered her mother's warning. Here was the cave she had spoken of, the cave of the forest witch. The beautiful butterfly and the ugly old woman were one and the same. Amapola shuddered with fear. She turned to go, but she could not move her feet. They were heavy as stone. She tried to lift them up, but, but they seemed rooted to the ground. They had no life, no feeling. Then her hands fluttered in panic, brushed against the idol that hung around her neck. She clutched it in between her palms and whispered, Ayúdame, let your magic power protect me. Help me, let your magic power protect me. Ayúdame. Let your magic power protect me. And as she whispered the same words over and over, a strange, prickly feeling crept into her feet and up her legs. The heaviness was gone. Life was returning. Now she could raise her feet and she bounded out of the cave and she raced down the hillside as fast as she could and arrived home still clutching the little stone idol that saved her. That night, the Indians gathered to hear Amapola's tale. When she had spoken, the elders pondered, wondering whether the rocks in the cave were the bodies of people and animals that the forest witch had turned to stone but there was no doubt in Amapola's mind. She was certain they were. Hadn't she almost become one of them? Time passed and other people came to live in the land that had belonged to Amapola's tribe. But the Indian tale of Amapola was never forgotten. Mothers told the stories to their children and to this day, no one dares to explore the caves on the rocky hill. Thank you so much for listening to Amapola by Pura Belpri. You can read this story along with many others by her in the book called Once in Puerto Rico. 
If you like what you hear, please let me know by giving me a review wherever you listen to your podcast. This will be the last episode for this season, but I'll be coming back in April with all new content. Stay tuned for season two. This podcast was written, produced, researched, and hosted by me, Isaura. Until next time, what stories will you be getting into?